Love black queens with introspective. See the world from a dope perspective. Type that's real heavy on the intellect. Always light on the disrespect. Conversation that keep you engaged. Free speech against the minds of a slave. They can't be the only ones. Now they can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. Miss Gale and be your lovely host. To hear the show that you ain't alone. Can't be the only ones. No, we can't be the only ones. A podcast that streams from coast to coast. our podcast we can't be the only ones i'm gail and i'm your beautiful bee well okay beautiful bee how art thou (laughs) i'm doing well i am doing well i cannot complain it was a nice um break from everything during the holidays so i um i had a good holiday what about yourself well my grandkids were here so that was good Guys, and they're they're cutie pies. Mm-hmm. Very well mannered. I like them. I'm glad you like them. Cause you know, there's some people that don't like their own kin. Yeah. So I like them, and they were nice, and they seemed to have fun with Alina. They took her shopping, and I was just like, they were like, "Yeah, she coming." Yeah, they went to the mall, which was great. I know it was kind of cool. I was like, okay, and, and she bought stuff, and I said, well, "What were you doing while she was buying stuff?" And looked at me like, waiting for her, like, like we had abandoned her in the store. What is wrong? And I was like, okay, I was just wondering. They said, yeah. So that that was nice. So yes, it was a nice weekend. I saw the Black Violinist again. That was superb. It was a really good show. So yeah, went to church. It was a full weekend. Good. Good. So, I think we can transition to our moment of gratitude. And I guess it will begin with me. And I am grateful for my planning. Because Lord knows I need, like, well, I need a structure. Like, I'm one of those people that I am a planner. Like, if you give me years, like, oh, we want to do something, I'm already looking up what we can do, where we can go, how we can get there, like, what kind of dining is in that facility, restaurants around there. Like, I am, like, that's my judge. Like, it's just my thing to, like, plan things. Um, and more so, I mean, I might have to let go of some things when it comes to planning, but in regards to planning for myself and even for Thanksgiving, I was like, we were, we discussed what we were going to eat. And I was like, I ain't cooking. (laughs) Like I'm not cooking. I don't want to cook. That's not something I want to do. Cooper's Hawks sent an email saying that, um, yeah, they had a special for dinner for six. And at that time, it was just me, Gail, and Alina. Yeah. And so I was like, weeks ago, I just went ahead and purchased it. And it was just such a good thing to have just done because technically all you have to do is heat food up. And it was a delicious meal. 
And I love they gave you the directions yes. step by step, easy peasy. Directions, so no more than an hour and a half, Thanksgiving dinner was ready to go. Yeah. And for the price of it and for the leftovers that were still left, it was a good deal. So I am grateful for you know being able to plan ahead of what might not make sense for other people but for things that make my life easier because i find it much easier to plan and then you know if there is something that i need to move around that gets moved around but so long as i can plan in advance i'm good so i am grateful to be able to plan Effortlessly, effortlessly as well as efficiently. Hmm. That's good because it did work out well. Mm -hmm. That was very nice. And the food was good. Mm -hmm. I can't think of anything. I wasn't that. The vegetables were okay. Yeah, the green bean and yeah. the carrots were okay. But I'm not, I'm not a carrot person, but I did eat the green beans. Yeah. But everything else and the cheesecake i didn't have it that first night or the second night i had it yesterday and that it was good. was good they had like a pumpkin praline cheesecake there and i can't even eat cheesecake because it's made with milk i did anyway yeah it was good <laughs> it was good so i was like yeah. that was worth the planning because when the time came for Thanksgiving and people were worried about a turkey shortage or what they were going to do, I, I didn't care. Or the price of turkeys, all of that. Nope, I no. didn't care. It all worked out very well. Mm -hmm. What am I grateful for? There are just so many things. But to narrow it down, I would just have to be grateful for the ability to be accepting good and traveling the road of my life to now that has been a tough i'm not always that accepting of things mm -hmm. and i always want to either rearrange them force around circle into a square peg because that's what i think it should go mm -hmm. and i have just been like okay and and I'm not fully totally there, but I'd have to say that I've come a long way. I mean, that's a great thing. Everything requires practice. And so I've come a really long way. Cause, um, and it's funny because um, my grandkids pointed that out to me because they know me and they know if something doesn't go just right, I can be a little like Rrr. Mm -hmm. And they expected to me to be, um, because on Thanksgiving day, I, I made a point because we went out to feed the homeless to help out there and I wasn't gonna be home and I said, don't forget, forget, I don't have my keys so I can't get in if you leave. I don't need that they leave, they took my car. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm like, oh. It was so, and then I went to the wrong restaurant, had to get another, get my ride to come back. And, and when I, I got to the table, everybody was like so very quiet. And later on, my grandkids said, because we were waiting, we thought you'd be like, Rrr. I said, but no, you I said, no, by then I was just really hungry. And I said, it wasn't anyone's fault. You know, you, everybody had good intentions 
on what they were doing. Yeah. And and I said, so I, by then I was just really hungry, but it was such a nice thing. I'm grateful that they noticed that there there's growth and everybody has growth. Yeah. No, maybe not well, everybody. People who work people, towards growth right. have it. And so that, I, I was very grateful for that, you know. That, and so we just ate, and it was it was a pretty decent breakfast. You know, yeah. it was nice, and it was a nice time to eat. But it was just, it was sort of like if it were to be a comic routine, it was so laughable. Because mm-hmm. when we got back, I didn't even notice my car wasn't here. <laughs> mm. One of the ladies in the car said, your car's gone. How are you getting in the house? Mm-hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> and I thought, well, they probably left the door unlocked. No, they didn't. What? <laughs> What kind of neighborhood do you think we live in? <laughs> then I went to the wrong restaurant and I called and you're not here. No, this isn't the restaurant. What? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it was just hilarious. I'm like, okay, this is how, and this is going on no sleep. <laughs> on Thanksgiving Day. Yes. I had no sleep prior to, and I didn't even cook. Can I imagine had I cooked? <laughs> I see. Woo. Thank God, <laughs> things worked out the way they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very grateful for that, and that is really nice when people can see your growth. Yeah, you know, and can point it out to you. So yeah, that's what I'm very grateful, and I'm going to continue to strive to grow and become more mature in my emotional response to things. There you go. I'm glad you didn't say reaction. No. Pardon me, guys. <laughs> In response. <clears throat> okay, I found my dough again. Um. <laughs> so now we're at the topic. Um, okay, so technically I didn't think so hard about this topic because I have been in like the process of like resting and rejuvenation and things that make me happy and then I was like bazinga we can have a conversation about that not necessarily about making you happy yes we could talk about that (laughs) we could talk about that because I'm I'm a simple girl from a simple town (laughs) yeah called Miami what a simple town that is I don't know that I require much but (laughs) Sun, heat, warmth, continually. <laughs> Throw you in the middle of New Jersey. Mm-mm, not happening. <laughs> so, so, this was my, well, prior to that, as I was reflecting on this week, because, oh my goodness, this week tried to kick my ass, as it always does. Like, living is kind of the ghetto sometimes because you literally have to wake up every morning and fight (laughs) like fight so okay i'm not gonna give too much details because a part of it is personal but basically on tuesday i had gotten a call from alina school to pick her up and i had to take her to the emergency room she's still alive and she's fine so um (laughs) thank god yes (laughs) So basically, in the midst of all that, um, I was communicating with her father and we kind of got just, I guess, the stress or however our communication 
or lack thereof occurred where towards by the end of the night the end of the night so mind you this all happened like 8 30 in the morning by like seven o'clock at night i was like you can't talk to me anymore because you disturb my peace <laughs> and i have to protect it and you be well and you be easy so again all there was a bunch of things that happened in the middle that i didn't care for but at the end of it he was like just keep me updated with her and i was like no um <laughs> she has a phone <laughs> you want to update about her you call her you want to update about you know other things you call her doctor but you don't call me because unless it's scheduling i'm done okay i'm done i need to protect my peace and so I was also thinking about how like crazy the world is. I mean, I think we just had the Ahmad Arbery on the day before Thanksgiving, that verdict came in and I didn't follow the case as it was going or the trial as it was going because I don't like to run my pressure up. Um, but there are little snippets that you heard the you know, defense attorneys say that were disparaging. And then before that, we had Kyle Rittenhouse and that not guilty verdict and how people reacted to that. And, you know, it's almost like chaos. Mm -hmm. There's like always chaos. Like you literally wake up and there's your shit, their shit, the world shit. And I was just thinking, by the time I got to today, I was like, I feel really good. Mm -hmm. I feel at peace. I know that I have done what I needed to do to make sure that I'm good. And so then I just wanted to talk about things that not necessarily make you happy, but things that provide you peace and inner peace. Like the process. The process of it and what it means to have it. How can you get there and what are your thoughts about it? But have you had kind of like, I mean, you did mention your whole fiasco on Thanksgiving morning. <laughs> and that was after serving homeless people, you know, food and snacks and giving them clothes mm -hmm. and having that, you, you feel good that you're able to help them. And the most interesting thing that day one of the guys walked up to me and he says well you're like one of these little do-gooders do you probably live someplace in a big house and here you are down here giving us these little used morsels and I said oh boo I'm probably a paycheck away from being homeless myself so uh, don't even think that <laughs> and he was so taken by my answer he stopped and he was like Oh, I'm sorry. Are you okay? <laughs> then he wanted to help me. And I just said, see how that works? Yeah. I said, you can't. I said, I don't, I don't make an assumption on how you got here. Don't make an assumption as to why I'm here. Yeah. And, and I think that's part of it too. We take on the burdens of others mm -hmm. without an, an outlet. Like some people will say, Oh, I, I feel terrible that there's homeless, but do nothing. Mm -hmm. But are but are we're all affected by it. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And you can do do something or do nothing. And whatever you do, you have to own it. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're going to be rude to people, expect rudeness back. Yeah. And if you're trying to disrupt, if, if somebody's coming along to disrupt your peace, and that's the thing I think I learned this week and I've learned over the last six or seven months. People are not really out trying to disrupt your peace. They live in chaos. They, they do, and they don't understand that they don't even have the kind of peace they think they have. So they think your life is, they think your life mirrors their life. Mm-hmm. So they're shocked when you're like, that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. What do you mean that's unacceptable? Then they try to find things that maybe you've said or done that's just as crazy to them. No, I don't care if I have. That was just this moment. This is unacceptable. Yeah. And I applaud you for for saying that and and owning that and saying, no, you can't disrupt my peace. No. And we don't say that enough. That's why people throw rocks at cars when they're going by, spit on people Mm -hmm. and want to, you know, fight you because you say put a mask on. (laughs) We don't have a a sense of peace or how to, how do we get it? How do we hold it? Yeah. 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 So, yes, y'all. And that's a challenge. It is. It is because I wanted to, in my response that day, towards him because it was a highly stressful day for me and in that moment I was like you know what you don't even deserve it I'm gonna check you when you're wrong and I'm gonna correct you and provide you the correct information that you need but what you're not gonna do is bring me into your mess no so um okay guys So it it is, it is a challenge and it is, you got to recognize, but let's, because we like definitions. Um, So there are peace that, you know, we all think about, which has, I think every is subjective in the same way that happiness is subjective. Your sadness is subjective. There are things that are subjective, but For Anderson in 2014, he kind of positioned peace as being as a macro and in a micro context. So global peace, which I don't know that we'll ever attain, um, are like the peace treaties between countries, the harmonious relationship between societies. And that would be an example of a macro. Like the peace treaty between the white man and the Indians. Oh, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Not whatever to the Indians, but the white men. And so then there's personal peace, which is your interpersonal peace, which I guess is your peace that you have between you and another person or that agreement of keeping peace between you and another person. And then there, that's which would be, and then there's also the inner peace. And those are more micro. And so... People tend to think that peace is basically the absence of violence, which makes sense to a certain degree. 
um, or happens after violence? Because I think you still need to know. Like, I feel like going back to Tuesday, there were words that were used that, again, can be used to, can be taken as violence against someone else Mm because it's abusive. And so then to know that there's a difference of it, you have to, and I'm just talking right now. You can correct me if you think it's otherwise, but I think you can't, there's, it's like a black and white thing. You You know? Peace to have it or to not to have it. Yeah. So it's like the peace or there's violence. I think it's it. You really make a choice. Yeah. Peace doesn't happen just ha- it doesn't drop out the sky on you. Mm-hmm. You have to choose peace. Yeah, but I think either way, in the face of what? Like in the face of violence, you choose peace, I'm going to walk away. Yes. So in the, in the face of this chaos, in the face of that, so they do, um, there is a definition that inner peace refers to the deliberate state or either psychological or spiritual calmness despite the potential presence of stressors. So again, peace isn't one of those things that you, like you mentioned before, it is a choice. Yes. Because your instinct and my instinct really is to choose violence. I think a lot of the times, like if someone were to hit you, your choice is to hit them back. If they harm you, your choice is to harm them back. Tit for tat. Tit for tat. And most people really do agree with that as well. Mm-hmm. They do agree that if somebody hurts you, then it's your job to hurt them too. And let me say this for full disclosure. Oberlin was for that. Mm-hmm. And given the situation, you could revisit that. Yes, I mean I think it, it all Somebody, depends. But yeah, and, and I'm just, I don't mean you. I just mean in general. Yeah, even people who are trying to hold their peace. If you keep pushing them, you can push somebody. Yes. So, like you were saying earlier, like you make the decisions to whether or not you're going to engage or not, and not necessarily react because I think the reaction is basically our go-to. There might be some people who are just, oh my God, like they're Teresa, Mother Teresa, or, you know, Martin Luther King, where in their head, no matter what happens, you can slap me and I won't slap you back, or you can do all these things. I'm not all the way there. (laughs) And I think you have to grow to that. I I really do. And even with the nonviolence movement that they had, they had trainings. Had oh well, we did the same thing when they were marching during the the pandemic. Yeah, I was on part of a team that talked to people before they went out. Yeah, to say to them, "Don't carry this. Don't do this. Don't do that." If somebody approaches you, turn turn and and start. Don't turn, but start to back away with mm-hmm. your hands up. Certain things to do to lessen the conflict to lessen the response yeah have your response look peaceful yeah and then their response because somebody's filming somewhere you got a bank on that yeah yeah so 
do you have you found it easier to have peace now in the midst of chaos or is you know run up or get done up well i guess it's also an age thing too over the years 20s and 30s I, i'd i'd fight you in a minute mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna and not i don't know that i was ever a physical person in the fight because i pretty much knew i really couldn't fight but my plan was i mean i so much so i'd get proxies <laughs> she'll fight you because i can't <laughs> so i had proxies that would fight for me but i think my my go-to was like i would just sit and wait because you're going to do something one day and i'm gonna be right there <laughs> i'm gonna be on it so fast so quick so smooth you won't even see me coming like whoop i'm in and out i'll be like flash gordon and somebody will tell you what I did. And I, I would wait. I had patience of Job to wait for you. <laughs> so as, in a sense, I wasn't, and that's still a sense of violence. Mm-hmm. It's but, just delayed. It's yeah, like it was revenge delayed. is, the, uh, is right. the, the best disserved code. You know, and, and I would help people do stuff before cameras. Like we go to somebody's house and flatten their tires. There were no cameras. Nowadays, I don't recommend you doing that because you're going to jail. <laughs> mm-hmm. 45 years ago, 50 years, we weren't going to jail. No, unless the neighbor saw us and she was the crazy woman who believed her. Mm. And we'd always take somebody else's car, not our own. We'd leave a very cold trail. So, I mean, there were things that, yes, I, I yeah. So when things came, when I learned karma, <laughs> When I learned that karma comes to get you and knows your address, I started lessening those activities. <laughs> because things would come to me and be like, what? Oh, man, we just letting this tire. Okay. <laughs> so I just kind of learned that it, that's not really the way, that's not the better of the responses. But then I became the lip one, the mm-hmm. mouth. I'm not going to do anything to you, but I'm going to read you. And took great pride in being able to dress you down. Mm-hmm. And how to, after that, shut down, move on. And if I never spoke to you again, I'm good. Let's pause right there. I actually do sometimes think that that is necessary. Because not to speak to some, but maybe no, 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 not, not to dress to them down. No, I believe in that too. Um, <laughs> look, I'm not, I'm not, look. Let's rewind a little bit further. Yes, it's okay not to speak to someone as well to maintain a level of peace. I completely agree with that. Like, not everybody is meant to hold a space in your life. I don't care if they're your mother, your father. If if it really disturbs you as an individual to a point where it causes you mental anguish or... It messes up how you're going to deal with yourself and other people. I think that is an appropriate response to do. Like just cold turkey, cut somebody out your life, and then just call it a day because not everybody's supposed to be there. And so, yeah, there are there has been an instance, actually quite recently, that where, you know, I had a talk with someone who said something to me that was very like, I don't even know how to say it but it was like weird and cruel and i mentioned it to them and their response was kind of like that was like fair no real apology and i just blocked them 
Because you need to know, this is what you said to me that was inappropriate. I gave you the opportunity based on our relationship to rectify it one way or another. Because sometimes I don't think people really understand the things that sometimes they say out of their mouth. No, they don't. They don't. They're thinking they're saying one thing and their words are actually saying something totally different. Yes. I've experienced that. Yes. And so then, you know, at that point in time, I have to cut ties with you. So, because I can't keep you in my life further. No matter how long you've been in my life, no matter what position you held, and no matter even to this day how much I love you, for my own peace, I got to let you go. Well, see, your generation has the ability to shut people out because you can turn them off Instagram, block them on the phone. Growing up, when I was in my 20s and early 30s, we didn't have that ability. We still had to see them. (laughs) They were still in the circle. So you had to learn how to block them without physically blocking them. I think that still and happens. That, that was like, and I mean, I was, I, it was an art form. Yeah. <laughs> People would say, she just seem, she doesn't seem mad at me, but it's just different. Oh, she's done with you. What do you mean? She's done with you. She's never going to be rude. She's never going to call you out or say anything untowards to you, but she's done. You know, and then eventually they would either just fade out the group or, or just be there and we just never communicate. Ryson is so confused right now because there's a cord on the floor. He doesn't know what to do and he smells chips and he can't find them and you're not getting them. Sorry. So, but you, <laughs> so now it's a little easier. You really don't have to deal with them ever again. Yeah. But back in the day, you had to develop the skill or there was constant conflict or they would sit at your table or be at a function and interact with you and your peace is blown so i just developed the i can be polite i can be cordial and just walk away quietly yeah and eventually you would learn to walk away and i would maintain a sense of peace in that yeah so but back to dressing people down yes i do believe in that let's not forget that if you gotta cuss somebody out because of some foolishness that they've done by all means by all means, I don't think that that is an issue. I think sometimes people really need to hear. And I, I don't, and I think you because can they dress, don't get but it, but you can dress them down without cussing them out. I, yeah, you don't have to use bad words. I, 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 but, I love to do that in such a way. It's charming. Yes. I, I like it to do it in such a way that they're halfway home and they're like, I think she just told me. Damn, she's good. I like when people, I like to use words that I know they have to like look up. (laughs) That's so wrong. (laughs) Like I intentionally like to use words that I know or phrases that I'm like, oh, they're going to have to look this up. My sister-in-law was like that. And they're going to bring it back around and be like this. Yes. 
She was like that. She was she had a she had a doctorate degree and she was really super smart. So I mean she wasn't she didn't have to search and find them. No. She she already had an arsenal mm-hmm. and she would always use words like that with you and I'd be sitting there going, I wonder if she just cussed me out or what. <laughs> I'd like be going home trying to find a dictionary to look because we didn't have the cell phone to be looking that word up. Oh, she just says I like to I, I I'm picky in how I dress. Okay, I can't take that, you know. But she used to do that all the time. Yeah. So, back to, there are a few more definitions of inner peace because I think we kind of went off. And so, I'll give you guys three. One from Barua who states that inner peace refers to a state of being mentally and spiritually at peace with enough knowledge and understanding to keep oneself strong in the face of stress. Another one by Gogava is a state of calm, serenity, and tranquility of mind that arise due to not due to having no suffering or mental disturbances such as worry, anxiety, greed, desire, hatred, ill will, delusions, and or other defilements. As as not having any of those, not having well, any of who those. among us doesn't have a couple of those? <laughs> Gee, come on! <laughs> I'm just reading. You can pick your best one that suits you. <laughs> I mean, read those again. I, I want to hear those again. That one is by Gogava, and it is a state of calm, serenity, and tranquility of mind that arise due to having no sufferings or mental disturbances such as worry, anxiety, greed, desire, hatred, ill will, delusions, and or other defilements. Okay, you'd be hard pressed to find people who don't have at least one of those. Yes, because it's kind <laughs> of a little bit harder. You live like on an island somewhere, buck naked, you don't care about clothes, how you eat. You can eat nuts and berries the rest of your life and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> and so the last one is inner peace refers to um, the emotional self-regulation and the ability to achieve a state of dynamic emotional equilibrium and competence, which I do appreciate. That one and the first one. Yeah. Um. I think that's what it is. I think a lot of the times we get thrown off and we stay thrown off. And on top of it, like, mo- you you don't have to carry everyone's shit. You really don't. And I think we women, mothers, wives, girlfriends, you know, we have been taught to carry everyone's stuff. And sometimes you got to put it down. And I've come to the philosophy, I'm not even carrying mine. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'm going into the, 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 the next phase of my life. I'm just not, I'm not taking your crap and I'm not taking my own crap mm-hmm. either. I'm going to just throw it down and say, no, I'm not picking that up. And I think sometimes we have to do that mm-hmm. because we start to be laden down with so many things that we can't control, even in our own mm-hmm. existence that we cannot. You cannot control aging. I don't care how much Botox, 
how much plastic surgery, because all of that does something to where it's noticeable it's not you anymore. Yeah. So you've made some even physical alterations that have altered you, which ultimately alter you, the inner you as well, because it's not a, a fix. Yeah. So there's, we, we have to be weary of that and just be, okay, I'm aging, drop it, keep it moving. You're still here. Yeah. You know, or things that happen during the course of, even to, you, you lose your, 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 your best friend or you lose your husband or whatever. You can't carry that the rest of your life, that no. they're gone. Like people who go through divorce, you carry that baggage forever. Oh, I'm a divorcee. And I think, I do you ever notice in applications, they always ask you that. Are you divorced? If I've been divorced like 20 years, what the hell? I'm not divorced anymore. I, I ain't never <laughs> been married. <laughs> so you're like, it's been my, all my cells are rejuvenated. Right. I don't even understand that question. They say, well, because you may have an alias name. Ask me that. Do I have another name? Yeah. Don't ask me if I'm divorced. I don't. I, I don't. I stopped answering that question ten years after I was divorced. I'm not answering anymore. I'm no longer divorced. So, you know, ask me, have I been married? I don't know. I just that just annoys me. So that even society makes you continue to carry things. Yeah. That you don't need to carry anymore. You walk through that fire, and you're through the smoke and you're in the clearing let's stop carrying those things let them go yes i agree and i think peace and happiness are correlated because i'll say this like what day was it friday when the kids went out i was like yes toodles toodles because i already had um a massage Plan, see, planning brain, my planning brain. So <laughs> I had already scheduled a massage like three weeks ago for the day after Thanksgiving that I didn't even cook for because I was like, hmm, you, this is a long weekend. You haven't had a massage in a while. Like that was smart. Get a massage and like really like ease into things and enjoy yourself. Let this, oh, this is why. I like to do the bay after Thanksgiving. I've been doing it for three years now. <laughs> what? I was too exhausted. <laughs> Which is resting. You rested. I slept. <laughs> so the bay after Thanksgiving, like I don't want to shop. I don't want to go to nobody's mm. mom. It's not your birthday. You know, your name isn't Jesus Christ. So I don't need to buy you anything. No. Technically for Christmas. Like I just feel like the consumerism of it is just a bit much. So then I kind of like put it back on myself where I'm like, I'm going to do the things that make me happy and relax and relax and at ease. And I think part of like being at peace is being at ease as well. So I scheduled my massage when I was like, Ooh, the day after Thanksgiving, scheduled my massage, which was fantastic. Then I like got home. The kids were gone. I was like, thank you. (laughs) 
Alina's gone to bye girl and so then I went and I like laid by the pool I put on a bathing suit I made a little post Thanksgiving charcuterie board with like ham and turkey and cheese and you know whatever it was that I wanted that I could have like a nice lunch outside listen to music by the pool by the pool you're not supposed to have pool food by the pool too late okay just thought i'd mention that <laughs> too late there was no one around <laughs> to snitch on me i, I do that anyway but just letting you know yeah somebody's no. out there taking pictures of everything lately oh well it was it was sealed so i mean i just went ahead and i did that and you know drank my water because i had a massage so i couldn't drink liquor so <laughs> And that was smart, though, because some people don't. They'd still drink water. Yeah, you're supposed to drink a lot of water after a massage. So I, I didn't have any wine or liquor. And so it was just so nice and peaceful. And I was just doing my crossword puzzle. And I was just like, this is what it feels like to be at peace. And I'm like, I'm going to do this again. I'm going to do this again. I don't know what I did yesterday. I think I took a nap. So yes, I took a nap and today I did the same thing again where I think we only brought strawberries and, well, I brought strawberries and blackberries and water and just laid by the pool and like really took in the sun. And I was like, this feels so right and it feels so good. And I don't know that someone else in my position with what I have going on would take the time to say no you need to I don't care how much shit is coming your way take care of yourself and find you a moment where you can be at peace and you know what the first definition mentioned spiritual a lot of people that are believers and they study the bible and they pray Sometimes when crisis mode comes, that's the first thing they let go. Mm. They don't even go to church. Mm -hmm. They just stay home and wallow in it. And that has always been sort of curious to me as to that will be the time I think you want to hold on to that, to latch on to it, to find some comfort. But I think it's human nature that we're we're not really programmed to seek that we're not really programmed to seek peace we're so programmed by the news Mm -hmm. by the environment everything is a crisis 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 and then when you get done with the crisis it's the worst of you no one's worthy of anything. Mm-hmm. It's like a select group of people are worthy and the rest of us are not because they've told us we're not. They treat us like we're not. So when crisis or bad things happen, it's almost like I was due. Let mm-hmm. me just sit here and wallow in it instead of stepping above it and, you know, pull out your Bible, start praying start walking start drinking water start laying out in the sun start treating yourself well yeah to 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 be prepared because if that came more is going to come Mm -hmm. so if you don't prepare yourself 
with these things, you're even going to be more depleted. And then that's when I think people really respond so negatively and so poorly to others mm-hmm. and to situations. Mm-hmm. Because when we're hit, if we're, it's like a, the three little pigs, the nursery <laughs> rhyme is so true to life. If you're the little pig that just decided, I'm not really going to build anything. I'm going to be okay. Then the storm comes. Oh, man, you are devastated. Mm -hmm. Then you run over to the little pig that built his house with straw. Well, the storm comes. He gone. Mm -hmm. The pig down the street that built with bricks are like, I don't have enough room for (laughs) y'all. This is my own very own she cottage. And this is made for one. (laughs) But he prepared. Yeah. And and I think that we kind of miss some of the nursery rhymes, how they really are, you know, they will set you for life if you pay attention to them. They're really made for adults. Yeah. And, you know, so build yourself that sturdy home, which is you. Yeah. Build yourself to be sturdy, not to, what is it my grandmother used to say? If you don't stand for something, you will fall for everything. Mm-hmm. Find what that is. Build yourself up to that and prepare. It's time for it yourself too. It doesn't like, mean that you live for doom and doom and oh, everything's going to be horrible. Doom and end. No, you're enjoying life, but preparing for when the hurricane comes, you have shelter. Yeah. And sometimes that shelter is just within you. So when something crazy happens, you can just sit there and say, okay. Let me just take a breather here. <laughs> Let me not lose my mind. Try to go sit outside the house and wait till they come and make them feel bad that I had to sit here. <laughs> oh, you're back to here. Okay. <laughs> Let me just, you know, I came from a, a, I was in a spiritual mode. Let me just go back to that. Okay, let's just get to where they are and enjoy breakfast and move on. And you have to take a minute. But if you don't build yourself up, I truly believe had I not been studying and reading the word and praying every day since back in March, I might have responded differently. Mm -hmm. I'm so sure I would have. (laughs) Fall back. (laughs) Yeah. But even instead, I stood tall. Yeah. And even in like, I mean, part of it, I think might be related to resiliency to so I think all a lot of the good qualities that people are like oh my god these are higher qualities that we wish more people would have are interconnected because I think at least in my situation resiliency comes to play and it's not that there's just again I've been through a lot in life and it's like one of those things that iron sharpens iron. So it's like, okay, this occurred. This is not the best thing. This is not the ideal thing that I want to do. But at the same time, I I cannot freak out. I yeah. cannot freak out. Like I have prepared myself for this moment. And I have prepared for myself for the moment that's to come afterwards, which is not to stay in panic mode and not to wring my fingers and not to just be so beside myself that I'm wrecked. Right. Because if I'm wrecked, 
I'm no good to anyone. Not even yourself. I'm not good to myself. I'm not good to Alina. I'm not good to the people who I love. And so it's one of those things that like all of these things are interconnected. And I want people to understand that, yeah, I might seem like a little bit of a hippie, which I'm okay with. But at the same time, there is a piece that I carry within myself that really is almost unshakable. It is because I know that there are so many things outside of my control and the only thing that I can control is myself and how I react and respond to certain things. And and also is who you surround yourself with too. Yeah. That's important. Mm-hmm. Your village. Yeah. That and, is really important. Yeah. And even then, like I had a conversation with someone and I was telling that individual like, look, I'm going to share what happened with you. And before I do that, I want to know that this is a safe space and that I can be vulnerable with you and that you can take it. And, you know, I already have some people in my corner that I can share a lot of the personal things that I'm going through. But even that conversation needs, I think that also requires a bit of conversation to say, okay, I'm going to let someone else into the fold. To get to that point. To get to that point. And that was even like a conversation that I had, like, I think on Tuesday night or Wednesday. And well worth it but it's just one of those things that if you're not preparing yourself in other areas to be close with other people to let other people in then you kind of block it as well where you think that because you're going through something strong or hard you have to hold it to your chest and there are people who you it's not like you want them to solve it because again what can other people solve for you But the fact of the matter is that you know that they're there and you can depend on someone. So I do agree with you that who you have around you matters. So the quality, not the quantity, yes, but the quality of what you have around you and who is in your ear and who is there to be there by your side through good times as well as bad matters a lot. And that I, I that is so true, particularly in this world that we're in now, because things are coming fast and furious. It's for those who are in my age group, uh, it was a much slower pace that you would get bad news, even the world events. The the masseuse, she is an older lady from Jamaica, and she was telling me how like when phones we're coming around and she was like you know not everybody had a phone like and you couldn't even there was no call waiting so you couldn't be hey you know the phones were more so for adults than it was for children Mm -hmm. and she was like and then we used to write letters when school was done you know we just write letters back and forth which is basically what we call snail mail and she was like but the only difference was a telegram when you got a telegram Oh, that was usually bad news. It was bad news. Because they wanted you to know quick. Yes. (laughs) So even then, like the pace and the difference of it all, it's so, I mean, yes, it's bad news, but it's delayed in spite.
spite of what we go through now, which is like, you can just open up your phone and you will read something tragic, which again is why even on the internet and what you follow and what you consume and what you listen to, all of that matters because you absorb it one way or the other. And if it's nonsense that you're taking in, it sits with you. Like your brain has to process that somehow, some way. And I think yeah. people forget that. I tell uh, employees about when customers come in the store, don't assume just because they came to buy something that they're in the best of moods. Because they may have just gotten a text that the boyfriend dumped them or the girlfriend, mm-hmm. they, they just got dumped, somebody passed away. It, it, there's like a myriad of things and they can't, or even the good news that you get, mm-hmm. you walk in and they just got good news. I don't know you from a can of paint. Mm-hmm. Why am I telling you my, I, I can't even tell you my good news. You're not going to cheer me on. Yes. So, and then by the time I get home, everybody already knows. So I can't even announce it. So it, it's almost, the good news is almost bad news at the same time. <laughs> Because the wind has been taken up under you. Right. And I said, so, you know, be cognizant of that when people come in. Be aware of that. Their mood may have nothing to do with you. Most, And that's another thing to consider as well when maintaining peace is that, like, other people got other shit going on, too. Oh, and no. most of the time, it ain't got nothing to do with you. Like, like you cannot take things as personal and that's a hard thing to do. And of it's something you that. Can, Berlin. You must take everything personal because it always is directed at me, I find. <laughs> All right, girl. <laughs> that's another area that I'm still working on. Like, oh. what? It's not about me? Because oh. when you're going through something and you get the message, so, and this is the weird thing in my brain. And I have the a triple digit IQ. So I'm a pretty smart cookie. Even though my brain probably works a little slower because I'm older. But that's okay. The wheels are still turning. <laughs> I know for a fact you couldn't possibly know what just happened to me. But somehow that text or that message... <gasps> How dare they? And whatever. I mean, just the, the wheels just go off the rails. And I, I try to, because I, I learned this in, in, a, in a Bible study. It's like, they said, the first thing you have to do is don't respond. Don't text somebody. Don't call somebody. Mm-hmm. Just go sit someplace until the real brain shows up. Mm-hmm. Because the fake one is the one that, that will the drag reaction. you into you know, the the worst place that you could possibly be in. Because we just think, for some reason, in your little head, you're thinking they knew. There's no way they knew. Mm -mm. But that's what you think. Mm -hmm. Because you get information so fast on your phone, you're thinking they got information about you just as fast. How do you think people are mind readers? I don't know. I don't think they remind me. Somehow I think there's like some digital system that's sending it all out. That's a conspiracy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> In some sort of way. I wouldn't use those words. Exactly. Like tinfoil hat. <laughs> Scheme. 
to someone her. sharing, oversharing. But I th- and I can't be the only one who thinks like that. I'm sure you're not. You know, so and and I think to like you say to maintain the peace, you, you have to almost sometimes if you're not in the right frame of mind, shut your phone off. Mm-hmm. Tune out. Yep. Because if you don't, you're gonna get in trouble. And you're going to feel worse later. Mm-hmm. Cleaning up is much worse. And it's easier to just, I can't talk to you right now. Which you did. Oh, no, I just was like, don't, don't talk to me. Um. <laughs> and that's, I, I mean, some people would have, you know, drawn swords. Let's go. Uh, old me would have. New me is like, you're a nincompoop. Why am I? Why am I having this conversation with you? And see, what you did, we set ourselves up for the future us, even when we don't realize it. Mm-hmm. If you had let that go on and bantered back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you wouldn't have had the same response or mental frame to do what you did the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Because the, 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 the wood that you burned for that simmers yeah it doesn't go out right away so when you build up that bonfire and it gets bigger and bigger it's just like a real fire yeah you know you can you have a wildfire and it doesn't it doesn't you're still dealing with the smoke effect so you wouldn't have had the same peace of mind by friday no it has still been simmering and that's the other part of claiming your peace early Otherwise, it simmers. And I, I, I'm I, working on that, claiming my peace early, going, nope, we're not doing that. Yeah. I mean, I am too, but there are some moments where I'm like, well, you know what I ain't doing? That. But these are the things that you can do to kind of help with your peace um, or facilitating inner peace, which is nature, of course. Um, and so just taking short walks outside, I did go skating. I think I went on a walk on Wednesday. I made sure for the last five days that I did something that was somewhat outside, whether it was a walk, whether I went skating. Um, I did do physical activities such as, um, yoga as well, but that was one of the things that I was like, I need sun. Yeah. The sun makes me happy. It's still nice out. Um, and taking short walks while abstaining from one's electronic devices. What I love to do, which I think I've mentioned before on the podcast, is that I love to like look at the clouds if it is a cloudy day and then just work my imagination to see what I can see. And then there were some birds circling. Or just watch nature, watch the birds, watch the butterfly, watch the little birds, like the cat. Like there's so much going on outside of us that I think sometimes we miss it because Mm -hmm. we're so much inside of our head that there's a world around us and you don't have to live in a mountain or in a wooded area to see that nature is still doing its thing. Yes. Um... You can take a retreat. You can go on a religious retreat if you want to or a national park. 
Um, meditation, we've spoken about the joys of meditation. Um, and mindfulness, which is basically your non-judgmental attention to experience at the present moment. I think I've gotten pretty good at mindfulness where I can be like, oh, not doing this. This doesn't sit well with me. Let me get out of it or this, whatever it is, just feeling it as it happens versus not judging mm-hmm. everything about it as it occurs. And it, it's, it's a practice. Like it's a practice. So if you're not taking the time to do the work, it won't present itself. Right. Um, as well as gratefulness, which we do all the time. We start our podcast with it. So again, I'm a firm believer of gratefulness. And I think in regards to inner peace, it just makes you realize like, that's kind of how I felt today where I was like, Oh my God, Brittany, this feels good like you did a thing despite everything that was going on you had a moment to you where you could take care of yourself and despite everything else you you felt it I still did it and so there are mantras that you can use um there are three that I'll give you which is the I'm not gonna say this right it's a universal peace prayer and it is may there be happiness in all may there be peace in all may there be completeness in all and may there be success in all and the second mantra is Amna sorry people Amnaha Shivaha which is I bow to Shiva which is practiced in the form of meditation results in calmness and self-confidence. And then there's the OM, like, you know, OM, um, which is chanted during meditation, which leads individual to self-realization, freedom, and enlightenment. So whatever your faith is, whatever your practice is, I am sure that there is some prayer, some mantra, even something that you can make up an affirmation Something that you can do to remind you that in this moment, you deserve to have peace and you don't have to work yourself up to peace. You don't have to, you know, get beaten 10 times and punch that card (laughs) before you deserve to have peace. You deserve to have peace every single day of your life. And for me, I ever since I was a child, my mother taught me the the Lord's Prayer, Psalms 23. And I, in times of stress, I start repeating that to myself: "Our Father art in heaven, how be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as it is on heaven as on earth." That, and I just keep repeating that over and uh-huh. over and over, and it gives me a, a, a sense of of ultimately, I'm not in control anyway. Uh-huh. So why am I sweating this? And that makes me release. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the bottom line, too, is we're not really in control. No. But we want to think that we are. And release it. Because mm-hmm. you're not. And, you know, I, I have friends of mine who have certain songs in their head that will pop up in a time of stress and they'll start humming that. Mm-hmm. My grandmother used to have one that she used to and you could tell if something was on my grandmother's mind she was humming this song yeah 
and we know just to give her the room and not talk to her because she's humming this song to put herself in a place where she can be okay or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, every and you're right, you gotta find something. Yeah. Because we live in a world that you will be tested on a daily, moment to moment basis. All my life <laughs> I had to fight. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> It's not going to be like that woman and gone with the wind. I can't birth no babies. I don't know about birth no babies. Um, which I don't. So, <laughs> so is yeah. there anything that I, I would say to you all? Um, fight for your, if there's, if there's a fight to be had, the fight should be for yourself. Like in this world, it's because there's always going to be something. There's always, always. When you least expect it as well, there's always going to be something and you have to have a strong foundation and that foundation, when the trouble happens and you're trying to build it, it's too late. That's not the time you build the foundation. It's it's when things are going well that you should be doing those things that will help you when things aren't going too well. And I will say for myself that I can like, make that a testament for myself is that no matter how it looked on the outside like oh she's so into herself and oh she's so full of herself and oh she's taking time for naps whatever it is that people may have hated on uh it works and it basically protected me every single time that i needed to and basically then builds my resilience and my faith and trusting myself and keeping myself guarded in the way that I have been doing. So anything you'd like to add? Just that my faith in God has carried me through through I can't even say how much. But without it, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact Julian would not be here, and that's my son. He would not be here if it had not been my faith in God that surrounded and the people around me. My grandmother prayed every day for everybody. And I, I believe in prayer so much. I don't even, I can't imagine a world where prayer does not exist. Mm. And yes, there's still going to be terrible things that happen to people. And there's still going to be hurt and pain, death, life. All of that is still going to go on because we live in a world. Mm-hmm. But without having some foundation in something, if it's, you know, for me, it's God and prayer. And to me, the password is Jesus. And if you don't, if you don't have that, find something. Yeah. And because you're going to need it mm-hmm. and like, and, and be, you're so correct. It's when you're in the thick of the fire. That's one thing about when you're going into a war and we're in a war, mm-hmm. believe it or not. We are in a war. I don't care how much money you have, how well off you live, how beautiful that house is. We're in a war where you can lose everything tomorrow. Mm-hmm. How will you survive that? Mm-hmm. If everything is taken away from you materially, what do you have left to have you hold on to take the next step to do it all over again? That's what you really need to think about. Mm-hmm. And prepare yourself that way, and then because then it's hard to shake it. You know, oak trees survive. You know, so plan like an oak tree. 
Yeah. Just because your leaves are gone, you can still grow. Mm -hmm. Drop little babies and get more little oak trees. But you got to do something. You can't sit and wait for the disaster to hit and think somebody going to cover you. No. Nah. The government ain't got that much money, or do they care? They got the money. They don't care. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I enjoy that. That was good. Find your peace, keep your peace, and you got to work at it. Yeah. Whatever way you can, I wish you all peace. And I do work. I do love the naps. The naps do help. I love a nap. I love a nap. The naps do help. I'm not so, I can't, I just can't go back to bed and nap. I got to nap on the couch or something. I, I, my grandmother just has us. You cannot go to bed once you get up. Oh. <laughs> That's like eat the last morsel off your plate. She didn't teach us that. Mm. She didn't drill that in our heads, but no, you can't get back in bed. <laughs> mm -hmm. You can lay on the bed and put a little cover across your feet. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it's just something in my head. If I get in the bed, I got to be sick. Oh. That's so okay. I can come lay on the couch and I'm good. We'll lay outside go. taking a nap. But no. mm -mm. So, yeah. so we are at our self-care tip. Did you have one? Why <laughs> <laughs> do you say that like I might not have a self-care tip? Well, my self-care tip is interesting. It's really about helping others. Okay. And how it really does feed your soul. Mm-hmm. And um, going out Thanksgiving morning, getting up early and going out to feed the homeless and, and talk with them and visit with them. Um, they're just people. But it, you know, it's not. Some people treat them like they're, I don't know, lepers. Yeah, you know. But it, it, it and if you can't do that, find something to do where you really are helping someone else. Particularly because of the world we live in. Mm -hmm. If there's an elderly person in your neighborhood, you know, buy them a a, a little plant. You know, you go to the store, got a little plant, give them a little plant, or give them fresh flowers. Say mm -hmm. here. Do something for someone else. It will do so much for you. Yeah. More than you can possibly imagine. And everybody likes to think that I like to believe everybody already does that. But they don't. So I, I, that's my self-care tip. It will really help you almost as much, if not more. Yeah. If you do that selfless act for someone else and sometimes don't even let them know that you did it yeah and it just you know it just it means so much to them and it it really it really really will mean a lot to you and it will help you mentally physically it, it'll be like almost a new birth moment there you go I agree I agree um, so with that, we are at the edge of our Real Housewives of Potomac um, <laughs> reunion. I've missed some of it. So know, know that I care for you people. Um, so as always, be safe, be well, be easy, and be blessed. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.